Hey! Hello there. Hey! Good morning. Hi! Heyo! Welcome back Hi. to the 1313 Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jacob, joined by my other co-hosts, Tommy Tuhig. Hi! And Jackson. Hey, all And and we don't bump the table, but Jacob bumps the table. That is... I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's okay. Today is a little bit of a different podcast. Mm-hmm. This, we won't be ranting about action figures for today. No. This one is... Um, future us when we're busy with finals and such because we are college students mm-hmm. um yeah. we'll be posting this video many weeks from now in case there's a time where we aren't able to make a podcast for yeah yeah we'll put a disclaimer at the beginning too so yeah right everybody understands mm-hmm. so for today's podcast we will be ranking the star wars movies in our order from Least favorite to favorite. And when I say least favorite, I don't mean we don't like the movies unless we explicitly say it. Because we all like Star Wars here. Exactly. So, if, if your favorite movie isn't towards the top, don't don't whine and complain about it. So, yeah. So, um, like Jacob was saying, I like all the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. But I, it was really difficult to make this list. Especially, like, from spot number four to spot number eight. It was really difficult for me to pick which movies I liked more than the others. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I totally feel you on that, just because Tommy has always had, like, a ranking list of, like, all the movies that, like, he's really liked. And it changes but every week. Oh, my gosh, it does. It does change every week. We just made, Me and Jacob just made ours today. But, I mean, I feel that, because I can easily rank my top favorite few, but then, like, maybe the bottom three. But then in the middle, I had to, like, really think, and I was like, hmm. Yeah. But again, we love, I love all these movies though. It's just like, if I had to choose one to watch on like a random night, like this is what I would be watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, um, this is a fun video to do. Yeah. For us. Okay. So I say, let's get right into it. And I say, we start with Tommy. So also the other discrepancy before I get into my last place, like ranking is, um, <laughs> when we say movies, every theatrical release, which leads me into my number 12 spot being... Uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars theatrical release back in 2008. Um, my reasoning for this is just because um, the, this movie was not meant to be a movie. Uh, at the last minute, George Lucas told Dave Filoni and the team of Clone Wars that he wanted the first four episodes of The Clone Wars to be strung together and put into a theatrical release. This was never meant to be released in a movie theater. And because of that, and because of the fact that the other movies are live action and they're just production quality is way better, that is why I put this one in last place. Dang. I like that. So, Jacob, what is your... So, for my last place, it is The Last Jedi. Now, I... I don't really like this movie. It's the one Star Wars movie where I can actually say I'm not a big fan of it. There are lots of parts of it that I am a fan of. Kylo Ren has a lot of great parts in this movie. The battle on Crate is awesome. That one shot where Haldo throws her throws her ship through that entire fleet, that part in the theater was awesome to watch. But there's just a lot of things that I, I, I'm not a big fan of of that movie. And it, it, sometimes it makes me angry. So that is the one movie I... I out, of all, out of 12, I think it's good to say that there's only one movie I, I, I just I don't like that much. But other than that, that is that is the last Jedi, and that's my number twelve spot. Yes, my number twelve spot is also the last Jedi, but 
at the same time for me there's aspects of the movie i really do enjoy crate is amazing and like the fact that they also put that in battlefront 2 for like the whole promotion for it i loved playing on it like the landscape is absolutely amazing what do you mean no what dude what no we were just looking at each other leave <laughs> oh, us alone i thought you were always saying no let us that. gaze into each other's eyes sheesh Chain. but no I, there's some parts in the movie that I do like, and then there's just other aspects that I don't like. To be completely honest, I have not had a single night where I have sat down and said, I'm going to watch The Last Jedi tonight. You know, I haven't gotten to that point, and I don't know, that can change. But for now, that stays at my very bottom. Makes sense. Now, on to the 11 spot. So now that we're done listening to Cringe... Oh, come on. I'm going to get into my number 11 spot. Nice. Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Now, I like Attack of the Clones. I like a lot of things in Attack of the Clones. But when I look at it compared to every other live-action Star Wars movie, I, I feel like it's just not there. Now, it's this is all really difficult for me because I like all the movies. and mm-hmm. I will, There are days where I will sit down with every single Star Wars movie and go, yeah, I want to watch this movie today. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Attack of the Clones, I feel like... There's just parts of it that are kind of dated, like that. Like I'll watch parts of the movie and I'll be like, "Yeah, it's very early 2000s, mm-hmm. like that movie style." Um, but then again, like I love so much about the movie, but I really just have to put it at number eleven. It's, mm-hmm. it's my least out of. It's probably my least favorite live action Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. For me, I would say my number eleven spot goes to Solo. Really? By no means do I think Solo is a bad movie. I really like that movie, but it's just, it's. In my opinion, it's a bit forgettable. When I talk about Star Wars and I think of all the movies, it's the one that always escapes my mind. So it's just like, because it has that factor to it, I'm less likely to put it towards like my more favorites of the movies. The movie's really good. I really like the movie. Performance in it is really good. The way the Han and Chewie meet is actually pretty cool. And the ending. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That ends. That's end, exactly that, that part. what I meant. Why are you saying Spoilers. That? Spoilers if Don't you haven't seen move. the movie, I if guess. If you haven't seen Star Wars... What are you doing here? Yeah. But anyway, Darth Maul at the end. Very cool. Very mm. nice to see him back in live action. So, yeah. That's my number 11 spot. All right. So, my number 11 spot is actually The Force Awakens. So, I know. Y'all really looking at me because I know that's high on your list. And I know everything that I say for the here on up, every single time I say it, you guys are going to look at me. But here's my gripe, I guess, with The Force Awakens. That is a movie I will sit down on a night and I will watch it. I enjoy the first, the Force Awakens. Compared, however, to the rest of the Star Wars movies that I have on my list, it just has to get that spot. I was really happy when Star Wars was revived. Disney was all like, "We're gonna do something with this now," and overall, I mean, like, I enjoyed for the most part the rest of the sequel trilogy. The Force Awakens just really just didn't catch my eye, I guess, compared to what I have like for my top three, I guess. It's Sorry, not sorry. Whatever, dude. Whatever. That's mine. Anyway, number 10. My number 10 is episode 6, Return of the Jedi. What? What? So, I, again, I like the movie, but every time I watch that movie, there's just parts where I'm, like, out of it, and I'm just not invested in the film. Um, Just, you know, it's not my favorite. I mean, it's just, I feel like out of the three original trilogy movies, um, a lot of people will probably agree with me. This is 
in my opinion, it's the weakest of the three, um, which no mean, which by no means is me saying that I don't like the film, but I mean, I just, it's not my favorite and there's a lot of stuff that I like better in the other Star Wars movies. So I would have to put Return of the Jedi at number 10. I feel like all of our explanations is, Hey guys, I don't dislike the movie. Yeah. I just like the other ones better. I'm going to stop saying. Yeah. All right. But, um, for my number 10 spot, I have the force awakens. It's a little bit higher than Jackson. But by I one. by one, but no, I really like this movie. It, it made me really—it's what started us getting back into the addiction that is Star Wars mm. and our kind of obsession into it. Just when Disney started to bring it back to life, and especially bringing it into like our high school years, it it, it became more memorable. Mm-hmm. So I do remember. It's like I have a fond memory of going and seeing it opening night when we got some Chinese food before. It just smacked. But no, the movie's really good. Out of, out of this, the the the. Uh, the sequels, it, it's it's my number two, but um, yeah, last uh, the Force Awakens number ten. Heads are going to turn, and I'd like to remind the audience as well that this is completely blind. I mean, we Jacob and I know Tommy's list for the most part, but Tommy's never seen ours, and so everyone is going to hate me. But my number ten spot is A New Hope, and so this is why it's A New Hope. I have seen A New Hope so many times. And just because I've introduced it because like that's the film in my opinion if you want to show somebody Star Wars you have to show it to them in the order that it came out because the story in my opinion would make more sense because then when you're watching the prequels there's stuff from the OT that you're going to understand better but I've just seen it so many times that I'm just like I just can't I just can't take it is the problem I really really like the film it's just, if I didn't see it so many times, it would be higher on my list. That's the only reason. Just because it gets boring, and I hate to say it, but it's like, I don't want it to become boring. I'll enjoy it sometimes, but... Wow. That was I. That was really a surprise, Yeah, I actually. Because that's the other cool thing, is like, neither, like, the three of us, we did not share our full lists with each no. other. No. Mm-hmm. So this is like our first time hearing. Tommy showed us his list like three months ago before it changed 72 different times. So (laughs) we're we're hearing his list again for the first time. Kind of, maybe, sort of. My number nine. Solo, a Star Wars story. Mm. The thing about Solo, for me, that makes it, you know, pale in comparison to the other movies, um, is just, it's, it's unfinished. Mm-hmm. Make Solo 2 happen. Please. Because I want to see more of all these characters. Do a series about them. Do a series about Kira or Darth Maul or something. Mm-hmm. But it's just such a cliffhanger ending. And the movie just... That's it. Like, there's no anything anywhere in Star Wars that connects any of these characters mm-hmm. anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked all the, you know, the little member berries throughout the movie. Um, and it's a, it's a good, like, summer flick. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched it when it came out in the theater in the summer of 2018. Yes. And it was a good movie, and but it's just not, like, for me, it's not the gigantic, magnificent Star Wars movie that are at the top of my list. So, mm-hmm. I guess nine. the thing I'd like to touch on that as well really quick is, like, the conversation that you and I were having about the prequels and how there's, like, basically no more story that they can tell. Whereas the Time of the Empire, the Clone Wars is three years long. And the time of the Empire is 40 years. And so a big story point that we need to understand still is how does Maul go from controlling all the crime syndicates to become a decrepit old man in Rebels? 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be something they could tell in a series or a movie or however format that they need. But that's it, a gap in the story that we would need. It would not surprise me if they finished off that story in some of the Darth Maul comics. That would that's not surprise true. me. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. Yeah. So we might get that. It might just not be in a theatrical or a Disney Plus release. That is true. Right, anyway, right. my number nine, the Clone Wars movie. Uh, it was a really good movie to see in theaters. I remember seeing it as a little kid. I remember all the merchandise going to McDonald's. Uh, those Happy Meal toys, slapped. Star Wars Clone Wars tech decks. Yes, yes. sir. The tech decks, and then they had like the ships with the bobbleheads on them. Those were really cool. So no, I just have a, like a lot of fond memories of the Clone Wars. And then the Clone Wars movie is kind of like what started it all. Um, I remember watching the movie over and over and over again. So mm-hmm. that's why it's my number nine spot. All right. My number nine spot is The Phantom Menace. Amazing movie. Sorry, not trying to repeat on everything. Being like, great movie, but I don't like this. It gets dry, though. That's my issue with it, is that there are dry spots. So, like, the end sequence with the fight between... Um, Qui-Gon, Obi, and Maul. And they have really good. Four different battles going on. Exactly. There's so much action going on. That's good. It's When the action happens in the movie, it is great action. It's phenomenal. It's just the in-betweens to get to the fights are what's dry for me. And like, it's. I feel like they could have done better, but at the same time, I don't know what they could have done better. I'm not a film critic or an expert in film. But overall... Well, it's objectively bad. But yeah, that's what makes it objectively bad. bad. A subjective movie is objectively bad. Maybe we shouldn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on, my number eight spot, episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. So this movie, like I said earlier, like spot four to spot eight were really difficult for me to like put in an order because I really like all of them just about the same. Um but when it comes to episode nine, it's a really good movie. Visually, it looks amazing. I love a lot of the story beats, a lot of the twists, a lot of that stuff. Um, the one thing about The Rise of Skywalker that I don't like is that I wish it was longer. I wish the movie was like a three-plus-hour movie, kind of like Avengers Endgame. Um, because I feel like while they hit all the story beats, the major ones that they needed to hit in that movie there was a lot that was rushed Mm -hmm. and I would have liked to have seen things get fleshed out a little bit more and Mm -hmm. not be so rushed. Um, then again, I also enjoyed the the movie a lot more than some because I read resistance reborn before episode nine came out and Mm -hmm. I finished that read. So I knew a lot of the new characters that were in episode nine Mm -hmm. because I read that book and I had a closer connection to the main cast than some other people did mm-hmm. because I read that book and which by the way if you haven't read Resistance Reborn phenomenal book definitely recommend reading that mm-hmm. but yeah that's my number 8 my number 8 is A New Hope it's a bit lower on my list just because man you drink your haterade on A New Hope Bro. <laughs> no 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 I absolutely love New Hope it's just I there's just other movies I like more than it and that's that's, that's just that the movie's really good. It's the one that started it all. I like... Like, my favorite thing about the OT series is just the technology and the innovation that went into the filming of it. I like um, 
like the logistics and figuring out how things were made and like the behind the scenes. I love that stuff so much. So knowing like new technologies that were used for these movies, it's just, it blows my mind and I absolutely love it. It's just, I like some of the other movies a bit more. So A New Hope is number eight. All right. So my number eight is Solo. Basically just going over everything that you guys said about Solo. It's incomplete, needs to be finished. But I really did like it, and that was one of the films that I feel like it didn't get the love that it needed, just because everybody was mad about The Last Jedi, and then everybody was like, I'm not going to watch Solo, and we need to boycott Star Wars now. I I thought that was a little bit too much, you know what I mean? Like, Overdramatic. Yeah. Exactly. I felt like the community could have been a little bit nicer, and that's also kind of why I feel like we haven't gotten the sequel at all. Yeah to the movie it's just because it had all that negativity but it's not a bad movie didn't it also release the same week as Avengers Endgame in theaters like Avengers Endgame came out like a week before or something like that I don't think so I know the releases I'm trying to remember when Endgame came out the releases were really no it was Infinity War yeah the releases were really close like literally a week apart from each other Mm mm-hmm that, yeah, that also could have definitely done it just because everybody wanted to see the Avengers get together, which, yeah. no hate for Marvel, love Marvel. Mm-hmm. But it was it, Plus, it didn't matter for Disney because it was a Disney movie versus a Disney movie they're making money anyway. Yeah, I feel like they just killed their own sales on yeah. Solo because they released Infinity War a week prior, mm-hmm. yeah. so everyone wanted to see Infinity War. Mm-hmm. But also, definitely, I like the movies that aren't pertaining to the Skywalker saga as you would call it because it's like there's no Jedi in it it's just like literally these are people's real lives living throughout the events that we see in the original trilogy and how they have to adapt and overcome and I'll get back to that later later on my list though Mm -hmm. but that's what I have for my number eight all right and then number uh, seven (laughs) my number seven is Rogue One a Star Wars story Rogue One used to be really high on my list for a really long time. Um, but over time, I've just really grown more affection toward other Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Rogue One is a really good film. It is such a just a gritty war movie in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The cinematography is amazing. The characters are amazing. Um, I just feel like the cast was like kind of rushed like same kind of complaint i had with episode nine there were just some story beats and things that happened throughout the story that i just felt like were happening a little bit too quickly um but hey i'm not a film critic i still love the film and Mm -hmm. i will sit down and Mm -hmm. happily watch it any day but it is my number seven pick my number seven pick is rogue one as well. Hey. hey. So no, I can't say anything different. The movie's really good. It's the ending like really caught me off guard in theaters and made me quite sad. I don't know if I cried. I probably didn't. I probably did. I don't remember. But um I did. No, I just man. So I just <laughs> I like the movie a lot. I think I think the casting for it was relatively good in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like probably favorite character in the whole thing is K2SO. Oh, really yeah. really sad to see him go. Um I like how, especially intertwined with the Thrawn books, lots of things from Rogue One make a lot more sense, especially like in context with Project Stardust and like Director Krennic and how he is as a character. It fleshes him out a bit more. So I really like the film. Just like, 
I like it more now that I have some more background to it, but without that background, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's good. It's good. So, yeah, number seven is Rogue One. Yeah, she aight. Yeah, she aight. All right. The biggest thing I can say about my my number seven and above are, like, if I had to sit down on a random night, these are the movies that I would literally just pick from because these are, like, really close and dear to me, and I really like these. So my number seven spot goes to Rise of Skywalker just because I thoroughly enjoy it. I feel like what really got me back into, like, Star Wars and actually caring about it again was the release of The Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker because beforehand I was like not really like too too crazy just because of the movies and then sure I'll I'll say that like at the time I was kind of with the like I really do not like The Last Jedi and maybe I don't really care about Star Wars that much but I was interested in a lot of other things at that time as well but like those really helped me get back into because I was like holy crap like this is awesome and I think we saw Rise of Skywalker like three different times in the theater, if yeah. I'm wrong. But it was, re- I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, like, it looked good. I loved everything about it, to be honest. Sure, he, there's the arguments that it was rushed, and absolutely, but they had to finish it with what they had, and I think they did a very, very good job with it. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say to that. And I just remember the hype. Like, oh, exactly. the three of us in high school. Roll it again. When they showed mm-hmm. the reveal trailer at Star Wars Celebration, myself and Jacob and one of our friends, um, we were watching the live stream, and I believe you two were in class, or you were at lunch, I was in class. Mm-hmm. Right? I was in class, I forget where and I was. And I was watching the live stream while I was in class, it was my senior year of high school, and I saw, I heard the Palpatine laugh. And then Ian McDermott walked out on stage and said, roll it again, in Palpatine's voice. And I I really, truly, like, in my time of being a Star Wars fan, that is one of the top three times I've ever been the most excited for anything in Star Wars. The mm-hmm. other two being when I found out that the Clone Wars was being brought back, mm-hmm. and when I saw Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian. Spoilers. But we... Everything spoilers. Everything spoilers. But yeah, those, I think that it was really one of my top three most hype moments in Star Wars. And I just remember seeing Jacob and our friend sprint into the classroom during class and just be like, Tom, Tom, did you see this? Did mm-hmm. you see this? Mm-hmm. And it was just, oh my God, it was so amazing. It was great. Absolutely good. So, moving on to my number six. Number six. Well, my number six is episode seven, The Force Awakens. I really liked The Force Awakens um, because it was like, for me, other than the 3D release of Phantom Menace Mm -hmm. and the Clone Wars movie, this was the first major Star Wars movie. This was the first new major Star Wars movie I got to see in a theater. Mm -hmm. And I got to go with my father to the midnight showing opening night. And just, it was such a magical experience to go. And that's why I have a, that, why, that, that's why that movie holds such a near and dear place to my heart. Um, it's just such a phenomenal movie. And mm-hmm. it just is such a great way to bring Star Wars back into the limelight. And mm-hmm. there are movies that I like more. There are movies that I like less. Mm-hmm. This is a really good middle of the road Star Wars movie especially for somebody new to Star Wars. Yeah. If someone's new to Star Wars and they say, I want to watch a Star Wars movie, which one should I watch? The Force Awakens is one of the movies I'd recommend. Mm-hmm. Okay. For my number six spot, I have Attack of the Clones. 
Now, all of the prequel movies are higher up on my list just because I'm a prequel junkie. That's what I was kind of raised on, and that's kind of like my favorite uh, era of Star Wars. But this movie is so high up on my list because, like, only a couple things. And one of those things is the music. John Williams pulls out all the stops for this movie, and he created Across the Stars. Oh my gosh, that song is good. So... That, that is like one of the reasons why it's higher up on my list, just because I'm a, I'm a music nerd, and I, I find that song absolutely phenomenal. The action in the movie's pretty good. The romance is... We won't talk about it, but... <laughs> it's romance. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, please believe it. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it's a good movie. I, I don't mind watching it, and uh, Django Fett's really cool. Seeing the creations of the clones is really cool. The Battle of Geonosis at the end is really... Geonosis? Geonosis? You know what I mean. Yeah, it's really good as well. Seeing Yoda be a badass for the first time in the movies is also really cool with him just pulling out the stops and fighting Dooku. We won't talk about the fact that Anakin and Obi-Wan disappear in those scenes, but uh, <laughs> no, the, the, it's such a good movie. I like it a lot. So, number six. Mm-hmm. Gonna get hate, but that's all I'm gonna get from my list, from y'all anyway. But my number six is the Clone Wars movie, just because, as Jacob said, that was like, that is the first Star Wars movie that I can ever remember going to see in the theater with my parents. And I remember, like, literally just being so ecstatic. And then, like, when it was everywhere, the merchandise, because, um, trying... No, we don't have a display, sorry. But we have, like, the Nerf uh, Clone Blaster, and then down below there we have the Phase 1 Rex helmet, and then the Phase 1 just blank white helmet. Seeing those come out, and then, um all the McDonald's toys and like everything else and I was in elementary school at the time I can remember that but just like seeing it and just be like oh my gosh the clones are so cool and they have all these toys now like mom and dad like I want that and like up there we have the ATTE and then we have the gunship and it's like those are like literally my favorite things ever like I loved that movie so much that I would watch it so much with Jacob Mm -hmm. that's why it's so high on my list it's near and dear to my heart Mm-hmm. That's that's a good point. I remember when the Clone Wars movie came out, my dad took me, my sister, and my cousin to the movie, mm-hmm. and we went across the street to Target, and I got a Captain Rex action Ooh. figure, mm-hmm. and I was just ecstatic. I loved Captain Rex mm-hmm. right out the gate. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever, and it's, I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. movie for eight-year-olds, mm-hmm. you know, 100%. and that's just... And Jackson is exactly right. The Clone Wars was everywhere, and I I had everything I had was the Clone yeah. Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had to be. Mm-hmm. This is unrelated, but I remember one of the coolest experiences of our childhood is when we went to um, Disney World for mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars weekends. And the, one of the one of the funniest things I have, we have a picture of me and Jackson. They they had like a big yeah. uh, like a display thing that you could stand in to take pictures that were the old Clone Wars packaging. And then we just have pictures of little us just standing there in the packaging. Here, if it's possible. It, it, if I can find the photo, it will be up on the screen now. But, yeah. And if you just listen to the podcast, then you won't see anything. Just imagine just imagine a little boy standing like an action figure with the sun in his eyes and he's squinting trying to look at the camera. <laughs> for reference to the boxes are the ones that they just did the 50th anniversary for Target. It is, it's that box. Mm-hmm. So think of like a small child and like I was A posing in it because like that's what the figures are most of the time. They're A-posing or doing something. So imagine a small child A-posing. There's that. What number are we on? We are on <laughs> five. Number five. Number five. Um, 
My number five. So from five on up, these are the Star Wars movies that I like the most. Mm-hmm. I don't care about what anyone else like says about my ranking about the Star Wars movies because these are the ones that I hold the most near and dear to my heart. My number five is episode five, Empire Strikes Back. My reasoning for having this one lower on the list, because for most people, The Empire Strikes Back is known to be the best Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And most people have it at number one or number two. But for me, it's kind of the same reason with Jackson with a New Hope. I've seen the movie so many times <laughs> that rather than like loving it more the more I see it, it's like almost a chore to watch it. Because I've seen it so many times that I know exactly what's going to happen every moment, every beat of the movie, that it's like, I've seen it already, I've seen it so many times, I've memorized this movie, but it's not the same way that I feel about other Star Wars movies that I can watch over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's number five. I still think it's like one of the best films ever made. It, It totally revolutionized filmmaking the same way that episode four did. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just a standout film for like the seventies and the Mm eighties. And, but yeah, that's just why it's on number five on my list. Mm -hmm. My number five is the Phantom Menace. Now it's higher up on my list for a couple reasons. One, I remember little Jacob playing the Lego star Wars, the complete saga. And I remember the first levels that you're introduced to, are the Phantom Menace, and I have a lot of fond memories playing that with this loser right here. So, <laughs> um, I I absolutely love that movie. The music in it is amazing. Droids are super cool. It's kind of nice to see them in a more serious state in the first movie, and they get sillier and sillier as the movies go on, just to kind of offset the dark tones of the movie. Yeah. But um, no, it's a phenomenal movie. Liam Neeson, great per- performance. Darth Maul, probably one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time, is in that movie. One of the most fleshed out Star yeah. Wars characters of all time. Mm-hmm. Because you, we see him for like, what, like five minutes in that movie. And, yeah. it's, and it's most of it's the final battle. And then it's just like, he's just a no-face man. And then he gets flushed out in Clone Wars. And he's such a cool character. Plus, he's just, he's just double-bladed lightsaber for the first time. Seeing that must have like... So, yeah. Number five, Phantom Menace. So my number five is actually the same as Tommy. I have The Empire Strikes Back. Just because from here on up, it's the movies that like I'm most fond of. I love Empire. And something that I really regret was um, last... It was the fall semester, actually. So last year... Um, they did like the whole the whole thing with COVID and movie theaters to try to like keep them alive. They did like re-releases of like huge movies. So they did like Empire, Jurassic Park, and like E.T. and a ton of other ones. And I, my parents went to go see Empire Strikes Back, and I didn't get to go because I had a project for one of my classes. I think it was for Intel, and then I was kind of like, oh, I've seen Empire, and then we went to go. They went to go see Jurassic Park, and I didn't have any work that week. So I was like, cool, I'll go. And I saw it. And I've seen Jurassic Park before, but to see it in the movie theater was like a completely different experience, in my opinion. So much more different than having to like watch it like at home. So I really, really regret that I didn't go to that movie with you guys. Mm -hmm. But I honest to goodness can't forget what the heck I was doing that day for the life of me. I didn't go either. 
I had I think I had a lot of stuff going on with school as well. I went twice. It was <laughs> I saw it the first you fell time. Asleep. I, I, the second time I fell asleep, but I'll get into that <laughs> later. But no, I it seeing it for the first time on the big screen, it just it made that movie so much better and that will re- reflect in the list. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but overall, I mean that was what I really liked. And from playing Lego Stars with Star Wars with Jacob, one of my all-time favorite characters for Star Wars is the Adat pilot. Like I thought the Adat pilot was like the coolest thing, and I don't know why. Yeah. Because the only Star screen time the Uggs. <laughs> <laughs> the only screen time they get is in the actual Adat itself in that movie. I they're not in Return of the Jedi. But, like, I just thought the armor design was, like, so cool and unique. And I was like, that's, like, the coolest thing I've ever he seen. He got blue on him. I got the Black Series for it a little bit ago for my birthday. And Me I was too. literally ecstatic. Mm-hmm. I was so happy to get it just because I wanted the Lego for it, too, when we were in elementary school. But I don't remember. We do have the Lego. We do. Oh, we do? Yeah. Nice. But, yeah, so that's my number five spot. And those are my reasons why. Yeah. So now we're getting into the top four. And, and in my opinion... My, like for me my top four movies are like I would watch these if if I had one movie to watch for the rest of my life I would choose any four of these movies mm-hmm. to be the movie that I watch for the rest of my life every single day number four episode one The Phantom Menace I used to despise The Phantom Menace I used really? to think it was the most boring most like unenthusiastic monotone Star Wars movie out there like, I just didn't like it. I hated everything about it. Um, and then as I got older and I started to get more into, like, real-world issues and I started to understand um, a lot more of the dialogue in the movie, from especially Qui-Gon and a lot of the things that he says, and I started to understand, like, one, how that movie sets up the Star Wars universe in the Skywalker saga. And just as I watched the movie over and over again, I loved it more and more and more. So I went from just despising the movie to having it be one of my favorite Star Wars movies. And I will sit and watch that movie. Honestly, I probably watch it once a month (laughs) when I have time to sit and watch it because it's just such an enjoyable film for me. And just everything about it, like the relationship between between Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn and Anakin and just... The, the final battle between Maul and Qui-Gon and not just just how cool the fight was but the meaning behind the fight mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. reason it's called Duel of the Fates is because it's the fight for Anakin's fate mm-hmm. and what he will become and that's I just there's so much under there's so many underlying messages in the movie that I didn't understand at the time because I looked at Star Wars so differently than I do now back then it was like cool space movie Mm -hmm. now it's I look at Star Wars as like something for found family and something for believing in yourself and just it Star Wars just teaches you so many important lessons Mm -hmm. and this movie really just hits home so many of them for Mm -hmm. me so that's why that one's my number four spot if I can comment really quick I was gonna say as well the main thing I forgot to highlight on mine is the when you become a huge fan like us and like you figure out like more like the small little things about Star Wars the importance of Qui-Gon as an overall character in the entire universe even though he's in one movie becomes so much more obvious when you look into like the story and everything because like he was the one obviously who mentioned the whole thing about the prophecies and he was the only Jedi that you could realistically say was still like based in like the old Jedi ways 
where he wasn't getting too caught up in what would eventually be the Clone War and the politics that the yeah. Senate mm-hmm. and the Jedi were becoming. He was just, like, still, like, rooted. I don't know. And, what else and to say? Uh, technically, he was in two movies because he did have a line or two in, in Rise of Skywalker. Technically, yes. And then, he's, and then he's technically in three movies because he was in a bit of Revenge of the Sith that was cut. And he when was, Yoda's well, met... he was name-dropped in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, that is true. Cut. So you're te- technically, technically two and a half. <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> but yeah. And I forgot to mention just the fact with the Phantom Menace, the pod racing scene. Oh. Is, it's so cool. And then when you like realize that this was 1999 and they there was like one fully CGI character in a movie before that. And then they just throw in Jar Jar Binks, an entire racing scene. Jar Jar's not even like, there are some scenes where I'm like, ooh, that's kind of dated. But for the most part, the visual effects in in all the prequels hold up phenomenally today. Yeah. With mm-hmm. the technology mm-hmm. that we have today, they hold up. Like, extremely well. So, mm-hmm. I, I just forgot to mention that. Anyway, my number four spot has to be Return of the Jedi. Now, I just rewatched this recently because uh, I've been building the helmet sets for the Lego. And I was building Darth Vader's helmet while watching Return of the Jedi. So, it's fresh in my mind. But that movie is just, it's so good. Seeing like Luke almost fall to evil, but then be returned in the end, also just to return his father. It's such a cool movie. The sets in it are really cool. The music's really cool. Um, just the story in and of its own. I feel like it compl- it completes what uh, the Skywalker saga in a in a perfect way, where the um, the prophecy is fulfilled. Anakin does destroy evil in the end. So, I love that movie so much. It's just, it's really cool. Um, seeing the Emperor, really, for the first time mm-hmm. in, like, his chamber is super cool. It's, like, not many, not too many people really just talk about just, like, the Emperor's throne room. But that set is so cool. It's so, like, it's so dark. And I, like, love how it's just, like, that giant window of just, like, this depth of space behind him. It's really cool. Plus, it's a matte painting. So, that's really cool. So, yeah. In all movies, really cool. That's my number four spot. So my number four spot is actually Attack of the Clones, and the biggest reason that I can say that is I love a ton of different characters from Star Wars, but what I would have to consider my all-time favorite number one character is Jango Fett. As a kid, seeing Jango Fett and you know, he's got the dual-wield pistols, he's got the jetpack, he's got the sick blue and gray armor, and blue's my favorite color, so partial bias. But seeing Jango Fett for the first time on the screen was like, for me, like when I had to watch that. He's just such a cool character. And I'm a real huge fan of the end scene with Genosis and like the clone army is introduced and like, that's the catalyst for the clone war now. And the end fight scene is like super dope as well. And even Camino, I really like Camino, to be honest. Camino is very visually pleasing. Mm-hmm. The lighting on the insides of the buildings, mm-hmm. very visually pleasing. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's the small things like the loves, like the love arc, and the other things that like I dislike. But overall, I really, really enjoy the movie. And then Jango Fett really helped spark me to like really like look more like at the clones and stuff as well. And I think, oh my goodness, it had to be for first grade in elementary school i dressed up as Django, and then what my dad did is that you can see you can see it actually right here if i can point it's at the very end i'm having a hard time pointing 
but that is the original toy Boba Fett helmet that came out, and my dad painted it to be Django for me. We still have the Boba Fett helmet. So this okay, is this yes. is what the helmet looked like. It was like the really big visors, kind of like what the clones had. Mm -hmm. But he bought another one of these and painted it silver and blue for Jackson. He Jackson. painted it silver and blue for me. He bought an inflatable jetpack, and then he bought me the holsters and then the dual-wheeled uh, pistols, which is actually right above me here. There's the one and the other is below it. The batteries are dead nothing I can do but it would make the sounds and like that was the coolest thing ever that like I dressed up like that and I had the full kit basically and I was like this is like so awesome and I loved it to death like Django is is just has like the biggest place in my heart like I love him so so much so that's why it ranks so high on my list all right, Django simp. <laughs> oh, come on. So, uh, I'm just a simple man trying to make his way in the galaxy. <laughs> so my number three spot in Star Wars movies is... You better stop that drum roll because you're not going to like it. It's episode eight, The Last Jedi, is my number three Star Wars movie. So, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> so I unashamedly love The Last Jedi. Um, my relationship with the movie was I, I really vividly remember it if I think about it like I watched the movie opening night when it came out in 2017 mm -hmm. I went with my father and my sister mm -hmm. and we left the movie theater and I remember saying I really liked that movie then I started watching the YouTube videos mm -hmm. and I will admit that I really got brainwashed into just this relentless bashing of the movie. Like, there are things in the movie that are, like, like I feel are completely, like, justifiable and criticizing. But then there's just so much in the movie that, like, I would, I was watching, like, these hour and a half, two hour, even three hour video documentaries about how this movie is the worst Star Wars movie to ever exist. And I was just getting sucked into it. And mm -hmm. I, like, despised this movie. I believed that Star Wars was ruined. I believed that my love for Star Wars was ruined. And, like, just my whole childhood was ruined. And then, as time went on, Episode Nine came out, The Mandalorian came out, and I started to go back to the sequels. And I was like, I need to figure out why I hate these movies so much. So I watched The Last Jedi, and I did my best to keep an open mind. And I was I was really just like, you know, I'm going to watch this movie with an open mind. I'm going to forget about all of these things that I watched in these videos and all this stuff. Um, because it wasn't my opinion. It was other people's opinions that I was just regurgitating um, whenever someone would bring up the movie. And I watched it, and I was like, wow, I, I got actually kind of enjoyed that movie a little bit. And then I watched it again, like, a couple months later. And I was like, wow, I, I really am... I might like this movie just a little bit and started rising through the ranks of my list. And now it's my number three favorite Star Wars movie. I, I really think that this movie really hits home on, like I said earlier, the themes of found family. I think that it really, um, the scene with Yoda and Luke where Yoda talks about failure and like, yeah, like in episode five, they talk about failure, but that's being like failing as a student. Yoda's teaching Luke failure as a teacher in the in episode eight because you can fail at any point in your life and i think that's a really good message to hit home and i really liked a lot of the plot twists i really liked 
Um, and obviously, you know, I'm going to say what everyone else says. The movie's visually pleasing. The yeah. movie is very, vi- it's mm-hmm. like cinematography in mm-hmm. the movie is amazing. My favorite colors, like, of all time are white and red, and they play on that the entire movie. Yeah. So if, visually, that movie is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. And I just, um, I, I, opposed to many, I really like, you know, Luke Skywalker's character in that movie. And I know there are a lot of people that don't, but that's another video for another time, another podcast for another time. I would really like to get into this movie in in depth because it really has grown so near and dear to my heart over the years um, because I allowed myself to like the movie Mm -hmm. and I allowed myself to open my mind and not be closed off by other people's opinions on this movie. Mm -hmm. So that is why The Last Jedi is my number three spot. My number three spot has to go to The Rise of Skywalker. Now, this movie definitely was kind of what got me back into Star Wars and kind of lit that flame under my ass again. So I really like it. I really like it. Um, visually, it's it's phenomenal. The only gripes I have with the movie is the fact that it's, it's, it's rushed. And I don't mean rushed as in production-wise. I mean it's rushed as in it's like scene goes to scene goes to scene. They're here, they're here, they're here, they're here. And... I mean, that's just what you kind of got to do when the movie that comes before it doesn't really set up for an ending. And it's like, you take away, they took away Snoke in The Last Jedi, so you can't have an Emperor figure to defeat in the very end. And then they took away Phasma, which is kind of like a supporting villain that they took away that you can't fight in the very end. So it kind of made that harder, but I'm, I'm not mad about the fact that they brought Palpatine back, because that does allow for the fact that you can clone force sensitives into the Star Wars canon which could give us some sort of a star killer character in the future that could be canon whether they're not going to make him like how he is in the game's canon he's way too powerful i don't think that but it would be cool just to have some sort of star killer in canon and then we have the bad batch in the mandalorian which are kind of hinting at this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At, at the time of recording this we've only seen up to episode 11 of the bad batch so by we don't, the way so if omega is force sensitive we don't know yet but we're calling it we're calling it future yep. us will be proud of us yeah but um no the music in that movie is relatively good um i really i like kylo ren's redemption kylo ren is definitely the best character out of the the sequels in my opinion just because i feel like his character is the most fledged out um, and just seeing him come back to the light is cool. Seeing Han Solo come back and kind of like that, that mirage, not necessarily a forced ghost, but I feel like that was a mental struggle that was happening in a visual way. So the audience could understand it. I found that scene very cool. Seeing the death star all destroyed was really cool. That's and like sick. the Emperor's chambers seeing dark Ray. There's lots of people that really trash on dark Ray and how it's just kind of mimicking Luke going into the, the tunnel and seeing Darth Vader in episode five, it's like poetry. It rhymes. It's like poetry. It rhymes. It's like poetry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that that is exactly the point. It was meant to reflect that. So no, I overall that movie's really good. the The cinematography in that movie is also phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I really like the cinematography in that movie. So visually, it's pleasing. The Sith troopers were really cool. That I could go on about this movie for for a while, but I'll I'll, I'll stop. But I feel yeah, like the Sith troopers have the the plague that the clone troopers got in the live action mm-hmm. movies. We mm-hmm. wanted to see so much more of them, but there's not really much to show. You show them fighting and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be cool to see a bit more of them, but I don't think we're going to. Cuz it's it's cool because they're 
their costume is a mix of clone trooper and first order stormtrooper mm -hmm. with the t visor so i think that's why we like it so much because we're big clone trooper fans here but no yeah rise of skywalker is my number three all right so my number three everything okay oh no i was just looking okay so, <laughs> so my number three is rogue one so rogue one is the first Star Wars movie to break away from the Skywalker saga that I was talking about with Solo. It is a completely different movie, and the ending is a total curveball. You never see it coming. And it's like, I remember being in the theater, and it just shocked me. I, I like got out, and I was just like, that was really good. Like, it's just the lives of people, and how they just got mixed up in the rebellion, and how they were, like, they wanted to fight for a change. I don't know a whole lot about like characters and all that stuff so in actors as well because i don't really follow hollywood but what i can say is i really liked the cast i really really liked all of the characters they were really funny in their own individual ways and they had their own purpose so i really really enjoyed the film it looks great i it was overall amazing in my opinion and that's all i can really say plus death troopers are awesome that's all i got death troopers are amazing you mean crosshair <laughs> um yeah so i guess my number two spot goes to another movie that's very near and dear to my heart and as opposed to the last two movies on my list this one i just always loved mm -hmm. star wars episode three revenge of the sith is my number two star wars movie this was another one where this was the first star wars movie that i remember seeing i think the first one i ever really saw was attack of the clones but the first one that I remember seeing, like, I remember so vividly, I was like five years old, walking into the, to the living room, my dad was folding laundry, and there's a trailer for episode three. And I said, Dad, can we go see that? And he goes, no, it's PG-13. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man. But I remember he showed me parts of the movie after it came out on DVD. And it just was always amazing to me. I always loved the movie. And it's just so much nostalgia for me. Um, I, for some reason, I'm a sucker for movies with bad endings. Um, <laughs> like, well, technically the ending of that movie was like hopeful, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you know, that movie was really dark and mm -hmm. like, I love movies like that, like the Joker, um, movies that are just really like not happy ending, not mm -hmm. where everyone lives and all stuff like that. Um, the movies just... I really everyone loves Revenge of the Sith now and it's so funny because back in the day mm -hmm. everyone hated the prequels and mm -hmm. you know the general consensus was yeah Revenge of the Sith was okay but you know the prequels are garbage and just to see how that has flipped over mm -hmm. time especially with Revenge of the Sith is amazing and, and it just speaks to the generation that grew up with the movie mm -hmm. are now adults and they have a voice in the Star Wars community that mm -hmm. they did not have before mm -hmm. so that's why I just really love the movie. I think that it's paced really well. I think that, again, like I said with Phantom Menace, a lot of the um, CG effects hold up really well to today. Yeah, I agree. My number two spot is a bandwagon spot, kind of. It is Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> so, no, Empire is so good. And, like, I mentioned it before, but seeing it in theaters really changed my perspective on the movie. Seeing it in like on the big screen with that sound that just surrounds you, just it makes it so much cooler, and it's kind of how movies are meant to be seen. 
Um, the story building is really cool. It was, I think it's one of the first times that a movie got a follow-up and kind of got like, it's, it's a sequel to it. And that really kind of flipped Hollywood on its head. It was also one of the first movies where the good guys didn't win in the end. Like mm-hmm. it's left with that cliffhanger. Han Solo is gone. Luke has lost his hand and his lightsaber and they're stranded on this Nebula class B freighter. And they're like, what are we going to do? So it, it leaves like tension in the air and you're like, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, Besman is a really cool set. Cloud City is really cool to see. It's, oh, yeah. it's it's a very cool design. We see Master Yoda for the first time training Luke. So we see the the amount of power that can come from the Force and where Luke has to go to to be able to fight the Emperor and able to fight Darth Vader. We get that amazing "I am your father" part, like, which nobody saw coming in the time. And nowadays, it's kind of a meme, and it's one of those things that everybody knows about Star Wars just because of that one line. So, an internal spoiler, but um, no. And then the battle on Hoth is really cool. It was the first time you saw a space battle that wasn't in space. It had tangible backgrounds, which made it feel grounded. The stop motion in that is super cool on the Adats. Uh, stop motion on the Tauntauns are really cool as well. And just the music. Leia's theme is probably one of my favorite songs in the Star Wars universe, period. It's so good. The movie is just... It, it's a masterpiece. And it, it deserves its praise as being one of the greatest Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Alright, so my number two on the list is Return of the Jedi. I really, really like the ending for the OT. I feel like there I, there is a good amount that happens in the movie but it's paced so well. And I'm sorry to talk about pacing because I don't understand film and everybody always talks about pacing, but I feel like it transitions from Jabba's palace to Luke being back on Dagobah where he has to see Yoda for the final time and you lose him. And then what the rebellion is doing to the Death Star fight on Endor, to the Death Star fight in space, and then on the Death Star with Luke. I feel like there are so many elements in the movie that it does right. And it doesn't feel like... um rise of skywalker where it's like we're going back to back to back to back to different places granted that's probably what they were trying to do with the movie was copy return of the jedi because it all has to rhyme but i really really enjoyed it the scout troopers i remember at the time too i was a huge fan of that i was a huge fan of the empire before i was the galactic republic just because i mean a regular white stormtrooper in my opinion was like meh then you get all these specialty troopers i'll call them and that was really really cool i loved the speeder bike scene so much and i it was a good ending it's a celebration it's the end of evil in the galaxy and there's hope for the future now that people can finally prosper again i really really liked that a mm-hmm. lot. that's why that gets my number two spot and so brings us to our number one and i think that our lists have been really different for the most part I yes i agree Lots of lots of things I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. My number one is Episode Four: A New Hope, the original Star Wars movie. I have a I have a very very good relationship with this movie. Um, I I just this is the movie that revolutionized filmmaking. This is the movie that changed the way that films were made for decades to come. This is the movie that was the reason that all my other favorite movies were made. I'm a sucker for um, movies from the 80s, mm-hmm. like The Goonies, Gremlins, um, the Bruce Lee movies, you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, this movie 
pulled from stuff like, you know, um, from all different cultures. And it made this fun blockbuster hit about space and, and just how to be hopeful and like just all these messages that were lacking in America in the 1970s and just how to have fun again. It made movies fun again. Mm -hmm. And so it brought about all my, my other favorite movies that came out years later. And again, like the effects, it revolutionized special effects. It revolutionized, you know, the way films are looked at by audiences, by critics, by filmmakers, by corporations, everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just, does such a good job at setting up an entire universe, not even just things that happen later, but also things that happened before. The way that Sir Alec Guinness is able to talk about the Clone Wars and reminisce about the Clone Wars, you can tell that this guy has been through some serious, like, trauma. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't even know what the, the actor doesn't even know what the trauma is, but he portrays it so well that you're able to take prequel movies, a trilogy of them, and it and it's just a seamless transition yeah. right into the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. You don't have to play it up. You don't have to like make it work in your head because it just happens. Mm -hmm. You know the performances by all the actors are amazing. You have one of the the most iconic villain ever in Star Wars or ever anywhere, mm -hmm. Darth Vader. You have just everything about the movie to me. It's just captivates me every time I watch mm -hmm. it. I could I could sit and watch it every single day all the time it is in my opinion the best star wars movie mm -hmm. my number one spot goes to revenge of the sith i am like tommy i'm a sucker for dark movies but this movie it's it never fails to make me emotional it's just mm -hmm. the way it all goes together because especially as a, as somebody that has a brother seeing that downfall between obi-wan and anakin as like kind of like a brotherly relationship that hurts that really hurts to see. But seeing clone troopers in like phase two armor is super cool. Seeing Order 66 happen all across the galaxy is just, it's heart wrenching. But knowing, especially with the context of the Clone Wars, everything that happens in between episode two and episode three makes episode three so much better, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And especially with the last season of Clone Wars like overlapping with the ending of Revenge of the Sith, it's just, it's really good. The music in that movie is phenomenal. Um, the character design showing Anakin going from Anakin to Darth Vader just slowly throughout the movie and then just like a switch at that one point in time. Uh, it's, it, it's, it, it's hard to watch, but it's also it's, it's phenomenal in what it is. Um, and then seeing what the hope being born in the end of the movie that goes into A New Hope, sh showing that uh, Luke and Leia are born and separated at birth, and then you see Obi-Wan going to Tatooine to watch over Luke. It sets up the original trilogy like really well and kind of closes off what I consider to be like the perfect movies going from one through six. So yeah, I, I absolutely adore those movies. Plus uh, the level on Mustafar in Lego Star Wars The Complete <laughs> Saga. I played that over and over and over again. He would be like, can we play something else? I'd be like, no, Mustafar fight again. So no, that... Just that is also like one of the best best memories I have as a child because it's the it's the movie I remember the most mm -hmm. growing up. It really is, and I remember I was born in two thousand two, so I wouldn't have been old enough to really go and see this movie, um, like in theaters and comprehend it. But I still don't care. I asked my dad why he didn't bring me. He's like, because you wouldn't have stopped crying. So <laughs> um, no, he went and saw it on opening night. 
no. That, that so yeah, that is my favorite Star Wars movie, hands down. Favorite movie of all time. It's just there's no comparison to it. Just the action, the story, the way it connects the entire galaxy together. It's 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 so cool. Mm-hmm. Similar to Jacob, Revenge of the Sith is also my number one of all time, and I also consider that to be the greatest movie ever produced, in my opinion. Just because there is just so much that goes into it. It's like, ask yourself, like, why you're upset during, like, Order 66 with the clones killing the Jedi and, like, the whole Republic falls. It's because they do such a great job setting it up in the first two movies, even though people will trash on them sometimes. And even the Clone Wars helps to develop it better now. To the fact that it's like, you get so attached to all these characters because they are the force of good in the galaxy. And then you just see this ultimate evil. Well, they end up crumbling because of themselves because they're so consumed in their self-interests to help with good. Because saying that I'm thinking of is the road to hell is paved with good intention. That's all the Republic was. They wanted to be the good force in the galaxy. They wanted to do all this. But they end up becoming their own demise, essentially. I mean, sure, Sidious is in the back and he's pulling all the strings. But the Jedi just become so consumed in politics that they just completely forget their purpose. And the fact that there used to be thousands of them all across the galaxy defending peace and order, because that's what we hear in A New Hope, Obi-Wan talking about those times. Because sure, as a Padawan, he may have experienced the tail end of that leading into what we see now in episode one, but the movie is just phenomenal. And sure, like Jacob said, like at the end, it's like, it is such a sad movie as well with the like ultimate evil conquering whatever. But the, the good part is, is that it's like, all this awful stuff just happened, but Luke and Leia are born, and you know that they're going to be okay, and you know that though you experienced all this pain, it's going to be fine in the end, because Luke will save the day, and everything will be fine. It is a masterpiece. I mean, The Clone Wars is arguably my all-time favorite TV show, but that's just because it helps complement Revenge of the Sith. And yeah, being a little kid, seeing the Phase 2 Troopers as well, that was awesome. Like the camouflage troopers as well as a kid being like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm upset I didn't get to see it in theaters because again, I was born in 2001. So I was way too young to even understand and comprehend it. And to be completely honest, I don't know why I got so obsessed with like that one as a kid because my dad's friend ended up going to a trip in China. And then when he came back, he gave our dad, it was a bootleg box of, like, all the Star Wars movies. We have it downstairs, but it has, like, on the discs, it has the option for Mandarin and then English. But uh, the box has Anakin, Obi-Wan, and... Darth Vader. Darth Vader? Yeah. I thought it also had Mace Windu. That's my bad. But it has all three of them on the front of the box, and it says Star Wars, and it has the uh, Mandarin translation on the bottom for it. But, like, he got that for us, and then he would just, like, put those on for Jacob and I. And that's how we got rooted in Star Wars. But mm-hmm. I feel like probably the combination of, like, that was the picture on the box is Episode 3, Obi and Annie. And then, like, that was the most action... I consider that also to be one of the most action-packed movies as well, just because it's the tail end of the Clone War, so it's constant action. Because people are like, the war's gonna be over. And then Anakin really starts to question the Jedi's true intentions at all. And if he really agrees with the whole, like, spying on the Chancellor even though they're supposed to trust him, which, I mean, the Jedi end up having good reason to do that. But then he's only turned to evil 
because he sees the corruption of the Jedi and he's willing to sacrifice everything that he has to just to save Padme because he loves her so much. Because in the end, the prequels are a love story as well. Anakin is just so infatuated with Padme. And even when he becomes Vader, he never stops seeking how he can resurrect Padme. Mm -hmm. And it's so sad to think that Vader is such like a good character who is just like such a good person. But you can kind of think about as well, like what if during all these movies as Vader, he still thinks about like, is this really the right thing to be doing? Because in the end, all he can think about is getting Padme back, Mm -hmm. you know? But in that, that part of the story is like flushed out in the Vader immortal game on the Mm -hmm. Oculus. And that's like a really cool story. If you ever get the chance to play that. And it's not just like, I'm also just going to continue to talk about Revenge of the Sith. That's it's fine. just the music in that movie is so good that you can sit there and you can listen to the mu- the music and you know exactly what's happening in the movie and you get those same emotions. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to like watch it just to know what's happening and feel the emotion. Like the, uh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. It's like the end, uh, victory and death for Clone Wars. Like mm-hmm. I can listen to that and think exactly what's happening right. in mm-hmm. the Clone Wars. Or the ending of The Mandalorian, like, that makes me really sad, too. Mm-hmm. The ending for the second season, I should specify. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I guess I'm not going to try to keep rambling, because I could go on and on about Revenge of the Sith and yeah. how it's my favorite. But and like, we, we probably, in the future, we will do certain episodes dedicated to each movie, where yeah. we just talk about a movie for Absolutely. the entire time. But, yeah, that is our top lists of the Star Wars movies. Um, if you agree with us or disagree with us, please leave something in the comments. Put your list in the comments, and exactly. we, we can let's let's have that. a conversation about it. Um, because unlike lots of other places on the internet, I could say that this is relatively a, somewhat of a safe space for Star Wars fans. Like, if if you like Last Jedi and that's your favorite movie, like this guy, that's okay because he likes it too. Because that's the other thing is is. We are Star Wars fans at the mm-hmm. end of the day. I don't mm-hmm. identify myself with, oh, I'm a prequel fan, or mm-hmm. I'm an OT fan, I'm a sequel fan. I like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I, I mm-hmm. Because I like Star Wars so much, I'm able to find a way to like things that I don't necessarily have to be my favorite. Mm-hmm. And we have all, as you can tell by our list, we have all differing opinions, but we're still good friends and we still like star Wars, mm-hmm. you know, you can set aside your differences if you like the greater thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's what I never get. I don't understand why people will refuse to be friends with somebody if they, if they have a differing opinion on them, whether yeah. that's on anything in life or if it's just about star Wars, it just, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we have more things in common than we have things that set us apart. So mm-hmm. find those things that you have in common. And for us that that's, we overall just like star Wars Absolutely. as a whole. Yeah. So thank you all for watching. Leave a comment, share us around, give us a like. We very much appreciate it. And we will see you next time. Bye. May the force be with you.